0: Jesus entered a village, where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Martha, Martha. They're words which express affection, perhaps a bit of Frustration and a little bit of, you know, correction on our Lord's part, and from these words we kind of get, and from this particular passage, the church takes its sort of dichotomy or not dichotomy, but the idea of two aspects of the church's life: the active, representative, represented by Martha, who is busy waiting on her guest, and then Mary, who sits at the feet of our Lord and simply contemplates his word, listening to as he speaks. And I think oftentimes there has been this tendency to turn those two aspects of the church's life into a dichotomy, a sort of split. The idea that there are these people who are contemplatives and then these people who are active. And we even see this kind of grow out of a very great misconception of the Second Vatican Council that, okay, it finally gave back to the lady the right to be active within the church and then the priests and religious are the ones who pray. But that is actually a very fundamental flaw. Because no matter whether someone is a contemplative or someone is a lay person, and this is even expressed across the spectrum of different forms of religious life, the Cartusians, which are kind of the par excellence, like examples of the contemplatives, they leave the world altogether. They never really reach out to the rest of the world and they are utterly cut off. But yet, even they have an aspect of work within their life, that they are active within the world. If you ever drink the very worldwide famous Chartreuse liqueur, you know well that they do indeed do some work and they offer something to the, in a very worldly way. Well, it is informed by a contemplative spirit. And on the other end of the spectrum where you see an order such as the missionaries of charity, one that is still actually rooted in Christ, not one that has lost its way, but one rooted in Christ. Great activity, Duh, caring for the poor across 80 different countries thousands upon thousands of members of the congregation and yet they dedicate two hours a day to eucharistic adoration to prayer you see no matter where in the church's life you stand you can never really escape the contemplative or the active and why is this important for us to remember well because most of us as good old-fashioned americans we often get caught up in the active we measure ourselves by what we do How much did I get done today? How many hours do I put in? How much do I make at my job? Am I succeeding in my career in the way that I want? And we so often get caught up, torn up, and ultimately fed up with this sort of being on a hamster wheel in which we focus on the act of again and again and again, thinking that that's somehow going to satisfy us. But the important fact for us to remember is that whenever the Second Vatican Council called the lady to holiness. It was ultimately a call to rediscover the fact that they are called to contemplative life, to a life of prayer, that they are meant to develop a relationship with our Lord on a very personal level. To imitate Martha, yes, in caring for others, for their family, for their friends, at their place of work, taking care of what needs to be done. But At the same time, acting as Mary does in today's gospel and sitting at the feet of our Lord and listening to him speak to us. For that is ultimately what feeds everything else. While both aspects of the Christian life are present everywhere, the contemplative the pra- life of prayer does take precedence over everything else. It is the first and foremost. It is the most important. And if we neglect it, we neglect Christ. Because without a life of prayer, without being in personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we ultimately wither and die on the vine that is Jesus Christ. We have no life within us. We are not fed by him. And we simply become activists. And the church simply becomes an NGO, an organization that does good in the world, but ultimately has no real root in its founder, in its head, in its person, Jesus Christ. And without that aspect of prayer, our personal lives also, they atrophy, it dies. Without prayer, we die. And it does need to be the most important aspect of our lives. Now that doesn't mean it takes up the majority of our time for those of you who are married, but we do need to set time aside for it. Even if starting out it's only five minutes at the beginning of your day, reflecting upon Scripture. Even if it's something very, very tiny, finding a good devotional work, a classic work of spirituality, avoiding certain, you know, modern devotionals which have a tendency to focus on Pelagianism or some very problematic doctrines. But instead, we feed ourselves with good stuff. Take that in so that we can set that time aside for our Lord, and we can listen to him speak to us through the scriptures, through good spiritual reading. And it is through that practice that ultimately our lives can begin to change, and then it feeds everything else. Because then the active doesn't just simply become active, but then we begin to live out the kind of motto of the benedictine order saint benedictine saying that ora et labora work and prayer they go hand in hand our work needs to be inspired by our contemplative lives we need to see christ at work in our everyday lives we need to be able to see him and feel his presence whenever washing the dishes we need to be able to feel his presence whenever our child is screaming their head off we need to be able to feel his presence whenever we're driving down the road. And the only way that that can happen is by ultimately setting aside time for Him in prayer each and every day. By starting off and making that the most important thing, making that a priority. And by making that a priority, the Lord then can begin to work in our everyday lives. You will begin to see Him work in ways around you. You'll begin to see a growing sense of peace within your own heart and you'll begin to understand that Christ indeed does love you, that he does care for you, and that he wants to aid you in your everyday task. But it is only whenever we ultimately set that time aside first, listening to our Lord's words, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part. She has chosen the better part not because she should never work again, because she recognized what was most fundamental, what was most important, and what was most needed, which was ultimately to listen to our Lord while he was present to her. We too need to listen to our Lord while we are present to him, while he is present to us here at Mass. And then also would encourage you to try and make perhaps at least a visit once, once a week outside of Sunday Mass to our Lord in the tabernacle, whether it's here in this church or another church. Allowing him to inspire your heart to a greater level of love. Because he loves you that much. He cares for you that much. And he wants to draw you into a deeper relationship with him. If he is not at the center of all that we do, all that we are, the church is nothing. Let me say that again. At the Eucharist, our Lord is not at the center of our lives, not at the center of our church, not the center of our parish and family of parishes. We are nothing. We fail. We lost. Even if our bank accounts are overflowing, even if our churches are packed, if we have no love for our God, then it's all pointless. It's all for naught. He needs to be first and foremost in our lives. He needs to be the most important because there is need of only one thing, and that is him and the faith that he has handed down to us through the apostles in the Catholic Church, and he continues to dispense to us through the sacraments. It is only by turning to him in those things, his presence in the Eucharist, praying with him and setting aside time to listen to our Lord speak, that ultimately we become the saints that God is calling us to be, and we focus on the one thing necessary, the true God and true man, Jesus Christ our Lord.